Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience featuring the Bull Bear Banter. We all know that markets often behave in ways that can't easily be explained. The Bull Bear Banter is our best effort to digest the noise in the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the May 10th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. As usual, I'm joined by Cheyenne Denham. Friday afternoon, July corn closed down one and a half at 3.51 and three quarters. That was down about 20 cents for the week. December corn closed down three quarters of a cent at 3.72. That was down about 15 from last Friday's close. July soybeans closed down three and a half at 8.09 and a quarter. That was down over 30 cents for the week. And November soybeans closed down two and a half at 8.33 and a quarter. And that was down over 30 cents from last Friday's close. Tom, I think the biggest thing here is the big loss in corn. I mean, compared to what we lost in soybeans, yeah, that's a lot to lose for soybeans, but corn really took a hit this week, and I think it really it really showed in the numbers. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think uh, all week I just kept thinking, man, this thing is just, it's just painful to watch, and uh, I don't even own any grain. So I feel for those folks out there that are uh, still trying to figure out how to sell their old crop and get some new crop sales on the books. So... Why don't we go on to the uh, big story of the week? And, and Cheyenne, I think uh, it would be really easy to say that this week's big story was the WASDE report that just came out earlier today. But I think we're going to save that for a little later in the podcast. To me, the big story is the breakdown in negotiations between the U.S. and China. Last weekend, there were some tweets issued by the president reminding everybody that the next batch of tariffs were to go into effect as of midnight Thursday of this week. And that really sent the markets into some turmoil on Sunday night opening. And by Monday morning, both corn and soybeans were showing double-digit losses. We recovered a little bit by the end of the day Monday, but it sure felt like the die had been cast for the week. The Chinese delegation was scheduled to be in Washington on Thursday and Friday, and many in the trade wondered just how productive the talks could be with this hanging over the discussions. Even though we took a loss this week, let's talk about some bull points for corn. One good piece of news coming out of the WASDE today for corn was the expectation for domestic usage to be increased, with feed up 150 million and ethanol up 50 million from crop year 1920 versus the 1819 usage. Another thing that should have lent more support to the markets this week was the planning progress report issued Monday afternoon, showing a total U.S. progress at 23% as of last Sunday, with Iowa at 36% complete. These compared to the five-year average of 46% and 51%, respectively. I don't disagree with you about the positives for corn usage this week, Cheyenne. That really is good to see. But the bottom line number is the one that most of us will focus on. Ending stocks for 1920 are now estimated to be close to $2.5 billion at 2.485. The current estimate for 1819 is just under $2.1 billion. Any increase in those ending stocks is never good for corn prices. And with regard to planning progress, I also agree with you there. Um, I, I would have thought we'd have saw a little more uptick in prices, um, even with everything else going on, or maybe not as much downside. I think the thing that is keeping corn from gaining ground is the underlying belief that these percentages are a little too low, especially for the state of Iowa. Our own internal unscientific survey showed planning progress at the beginning of the week for the Landis Territory, closer to 70% on average, with some areas more than 85% planted and some as low as 40 to 50% planted. Surprisingly to me, anyway, the far north area is showing about 70% or more planted on corn with some soybeans already in the ground as well. Tom, switching over to soybeans, 
bull factors here. About the only good news I see for soybeans this week is from the WASDE report that shows the 1920 ending stocks decreasing slightly from the current year. Estimated at 970 million versus 995. That's still a big number, but I think that a lot of people assume that it would be more than 1 billion in this first WASDE for 1920. If realized, that would mean slightly higher crush and a decent rebound in exports. We'll have to wait and see if they adjust those in the coming months. Again, I agree that that was a mild surprise for the report. But the other piece of information that hurt us in the long run in the WASD was the outlook for the world ending stocks. They're now expected to climb from just under 100 million metric tons to more than 113 million metric tons. And I think a big part of that increase is this reduced demand that we're hearing about uh, for soybean meal in China due to African swine fever and just the lingering effects from that. All in all, the WASD was not particularly negative for beans, but another ending stocks number in the 900 million bushels plus range will keep a lid on prices for quite a while. Tom, I think a lot of people are asking this question right now, going into why does it matter? It's really hard to find a lot to be positive about lately with regard to crop production. Low prices, lousy weather, and not much hope for the reversal anytime soon is really weighing on everyone. We would just encourage you to not lose hope. There may not be much to be excited about right now, but you never know when something unexpected will happen. Let's try to stay positive, and when we see an opportunity, be ready to act. There is a lot of unsold corn and probably beans left in the market. The basis levels are still pretty strong, historically speaking. If you can get some bushels moved, we'd encourage you to do that and at least lock in the basis. If we have a weather rally of any kind, then price the futures on that. Think about other ways to enhance the cash price, at least on some of your sales by using a bonus premium. And continue to look for opportunities next summer and fall and keep putting in those offers. Thanks, Cheyenne. I think that's some great advice. And as far as what to watch for in upcoming events, just continue to watch these planning progress reports on Monday afternoons. They're generally released around 3 o'clock, and they'll hit the news around that time. Obviously, there's a lot of graduations going on this weekend, and uh, we uh, certainly congratulate those folks that have made it through their high school or college careers and are off on to the next step in their lives. And finally, for all those moms in the audience, happy Mother's Day. For those of us that uh, have a mother or know a mother very well, um, we all want to just say thank you for all you do. In conclusion, we appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter as part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. We look forward to your comments and questions. Just drop us an email at podcast at and we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.